and welcome to Celtic Down Under. This is another Spotlight Series podcast on the Gold Coast Celtic Supporters Club up in Queensland, Australia. Today I'm joined by Jamie. How you going, Jamie? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. Yourself? Yeah, brilliant. Getting by. Yeah, that's the way. That's the way. Yeah, so um, here on these podcasts, what we're trying to do is uh, learn a bit about different Celtic Supporters Clubs around the world and the people who are involved at the club. So... Do you want to tell us a little bit about your CSC, when it was founded and by who? Yeah, mate. Well, we um, I first originally came to the Gold Coast, uh, what was it, 2015? Uh, end of 2015. Um, uh, basically, bikepacking, all the rest of it, all that carry on, and um, started watching the games. Didn't really know many people here. And then started introducing a couple of Scottish blokes uh, who were also big Celtic fans, which was awesome. We seemed to hit off pretty much straight away. Um, I met Stephen Murphy first. Uh, he's, he'd been here for two or three years. Um, pretty much like myself. He's from Kilsyth. I'm from Cobrise, 10 minutes apart, same interest. And the first game, unfortunately, was the... Rangers games where we went oh, what was it two each and then I think we went to extra time when we lost yeah the uh, game yeah yeah that yeah. was oh, try to think that was just before the I think that was the end of the 2015-16 season yeah and basically we all had it off introduced a few more boys and then we all got talking and um we're all trying to watch the games in different pubs and things, and then we decided to oh, go for it. We might as well start a little club and see what we can do, sort of thing, and keep a bit of interest. Uh, pretty much when we started was when Brendan Rogers took over. He must not be named. <laughs> the rats. Nah. Brendan, yeah. Brendan Rats. What do you do? There we go. Yeah, that's, that's the one, mate. That's the one. No, that that game was torture. I remember being at the CSC down here in Melbourne, and um, Rogic skied it, and I was just like, it had to be the Aussie doing that, didn't? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he took a lot of abuse. Eh? Uh, it was it was not a pleasant car ride. Had nah. to say that it was torture, especially. I think we'd been doing pretty well before that, and this was the first time I'd sort of watched the game with a bunch of these lads, and only knew two or three of them, and I'm shouting and trying to watch what I'm saying, sort of thing, because there's Celtic and Rangers crowd in and you're trying to keep calm but it's hard unfortunately we've had a, a lot of good results after that but yeah but I'm um, basically following that myself uh, Stephen Murphy Chris McMorrigal there's too many names here to go through but pretty much all the varieties and a few mates that have sort of come and gone there was a good crowd of us Um that's sort of created the club. And it was good. We had it all. We had an AGM and got everything laid out on the table, and yeah, it was good. So off the back good. of the AGM, where did you first meet up as a CSC? Like what pub or how did that all go from there? Well, we originally all sort of drank in the Lansdowne Road Irish Tavern in Surfers Paradise. Um, good little pub. Um, sort of opens up in the back. Perfect for a, a game good atmosphere sort of enclosed small pub and yeah um, we I think we were in there for 
the best part of the last three years, three and a half years. Uh, unfortunately, um, they changed managers and things like that over the past year or so, and it's been more difficult to sort of get the game shown. Uh, well, obviously, with us doing so well in the Europa League, everything's Sunday games, and people have got commitments with um, Monday morning work and kids and all the rest of it. So we've not really had much choice on the pub front. Um, then round the corner, Finn McCool's uh, offered to, st- to start showing the games. It's a lot. It's a bigger pub, bigger crowds, um, good good TVs, good viewing. But unfortunately, we don't get the sound as much as we would like. But um, yeah, we're quite happy there just now. But we're looking to sort of land somewhere more permanent that can accommodate us to what we want. Maybe draw in a bigger crowd as well. I hope you're fine, that. And that just reminds me of when I was up at Lansdowne, I had a few drinks with uh, Charles, one of the other boys yeah. who does these podcasts. And then I'm going to have yeah. to throw out my loyalty card for my free uh, Guinness. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's gone the other wayside by the sounds of it. Uh, you still probably get a good pint of Guinness. Ever since it's changed, it's been a bit bittersweet, so I've not went in for a pint yet. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, um, yeah, it was a good pub, mate, but... We never know. They might, we might talk to them again. We'll just see what happens so after the, all this. Yeah. So with the games and the move and everything, you just touched on about the Europa League and games on Sundays and people yep. having commitments. I think that's a general thing about across most yeah. um, CSCs, especially out here where it's we're like eleven hours behind. I think you're like ten hours behind or whatever it is. So. Yeah. It's a bit of a bit of a struggle, especially with the Europa League Thursday and the games on the Sunday. So, the games before that, if we we're in the Champions League, were they shown regularly at the CFC? Oh, uh, in the Champions League, nah, because uh, mm-hmm. most nah, most most of the pubs were shut. Sort of, uh, we'd be lucky to get the pub to. St- oh, in the first couple of seasons, we'd get the pub stayed open till two or three a.m. Easy, so. That would be good for like the late night games or even a Sunday night game if it managed to be a bank holiday or something. But in regards to the Champions League games and midweek games, we'd never ever go watch them. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have any pubs that open sort of at that time. Um, Lift your game surface. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, mate. You used, well, we've been down to Sydney a few times and obviously used to go to Cheers Bar, which is 24 hours, which was excellent. You could go watch the game there whenever. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, we just don't have that kind of city here um, where we could get a pub. You can go to the casino. There is a there's a bunch of Rangers lads that go down there, but um, that might be something we look at in the future. Um, maybe need to go down and flush them out. <laughs> Take the spot, but nah. One just one. need to play it by ear and see what comes our way. Yeah, uh, well, once you know where you're going to be, let us know and we'll uh, get it out there as well. Let everyone yeah, we'll that do. They're, on the, they're up there on the Gold Coast, they'll know where to look out for you. Definitely, for the time being, definitely Finn McCool's. <coughs> um, it's a good pub. Just, um, yeah, just maybe not ideal for everyone, but anything's better than nothing, the way I see it. Yeah, agreed. So, how do you become a member of the CSC and what's... And how much is membership if there's a charge involved? Oh, pretty much. We're not too strict on the membership things. Um, we are we are quite happy to get as many people in as possible. Um, 
even something even if they're not Celtic fans, just football fans or sometimes you just come on just for the crack. But um originally all the founding members and a few others that came the following year, we all paid like a fifty dollar membership fee. We got some club funds, got a couple of banners made and then we sort of got a discounted um rate on club polo shirts that we got made and um yeah, basically, that's all the sort of membership and merchandise side of it. Um, with us being a small club, we've not really been too strict on the membership fees. Um, it's, it's also a pub that's sort of open as well, so it's not as if you can close it off to a private room or anything like that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, in regards to membership fees, pretty much everyone's welcome. Um, don't necessarily need to be a member, but the more members we get, Paying go towards things like boat trips and stuff at the end of the season, which we haven't done yet, but it's maybe something we'll look at, especially after all this going on with the football getting cancelled. I think we'll need to try and keep people with a bit of interest after all this coronavirus thing blows over. Yeah. <laughs> Might be a good idea. Yeah, sounds like a great idea. So, yeah, you've said always welcome, so that means that members and out of town people from other oh, CSCs can definitely the more the well, come The on. more the merrier, yeah, the more the merrier. Uh, we love seeing new faces, and as long as people behave, we don't mind. We've had, I've been fortunate enough. We've only had a couple of small incidents of <laughs> some dafties that can't take a defeat when we've been on top for so long. But uh, there's nothing, just a couple of handbag incidents. But I'll not name any names. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, it's like everyone's everyone's been pretty good with. Sometimes you get some guys coming from Brisbane. We've had some guys over from Adelaide. I think we've had some guys off from Sydney. Um, pretty much being a holiday destination, everyone only sort of passes through here, we tend to find. Yeah. Um, as you can understand, being here yourself. But, um, yeah, so that's what it is. Yeah, so... I was going to also ask, does the CSC support any charities and do they do any raffles, match day raffles or promotions or fundraisers at all? We haven't as of yet. Um, I at the, at the start, that was the sort of plan. But as things have sort of led over the past couple of seasons, with, with like say the Europa League and things like that, and there's been a lot of people that used to come regular to the CSC, and they have, some of them have only stayed a year or two and then left because a lot of them are still travelling, bikepacking and things like that. So we've sort of struggled probably over the last two seasons, I would say, to get the consistency turning up. So that sort of makes it harder to plan things and sort of generate some revenue, um, even with things like club polo tops and stuff. Um, obviously, if we got a little bit bigger, we would love to go down that road. But just the, just now with the numbers, it's quite hard to sort of put anything in place. Yeah, it's um, fair enough then. Yeah, yeah. So how is the Gold Coast Self Supporters Club received within the local community? Oh, pretty good to be honest, mate. Um, the pub, the Lansdowne was absolutely fantastic with us. We had a good relationship with the bar staff. We used to get used to get a lot of locals in there, a lot, a lot, a lot of Aussies, people from everywhere. We used to come and just sort of join in the games, and obviously we were a bit rowdy at times and a bit loud. So 
even the bouncers and stuff would be good with us and yeah, everyone's been pretty good with us, to be honest. Pretty well behaved, CSC, I would say, <laughs> compared to some I've been to. But <laughs> uh, it's, all the locals are pretty good, mate. Usually have a good laugh at us, probably singing down the street, making an ass of ourselves. But yeah, so but yeah, all the locals are good, mate. I was going to ask, is that majority expat fans who show up or local members are a good balance of that? Yeah, I would say most of our members are all Scottish expats. Some of them have been here since mid-2000s, late-2000s, and pretty much the last four or five years, quite a few of us as well. We've got some, we've got a couple of Aussies in the group. We've got one English fella who's a Bournemouth fan, but <laughs> he's been there since the start, so he's uh, he's basically one of us. And we've got a resident Rangers boy that comes in and watches the games with us as well. And you can imagine the pelters that he's been taking over the last few years. <laughs> First time I've heard of that happening at a CSC. Oh, he's not bad, mate. I think he's a Celtic fan at heart, but he just doesn't want to admit it. Uh, we've not, we've not. After the cup final, we've not really seen him about too much. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, he, he takes it well. He takes it well. We have a good laugh. That's good. So, he does. so do you have any uh, stories from within? CSC that you want to share with us? Anything that's happened at games or any, you know, any anything that you can put out there that's not going to incriminate anyone? Ah, to be honest, mate, there's not been a lot of there's not been a lot of crazy things that happened. Like, um, <laughs> I think everyone's on their best behaviour when they come here, but most of the time we're all absolutely smashed. And whether we're watching the game or not is irrelevant. Sometimes it's just the, more of the atmosphere. Uh, sometimes you've got to come home and watch a replay because everybody's just that excited to get together and join the occasion. The, uh, sometimes you forget that the game's on, but um, to be honest, mate, everybody just seems to love the sing songs, loves getting a good piss up, and the odd time we end up in the karaoke at the end of the season singing <laughs> Beautiful Sunday, and probably not even making much sense because we can't even talk, never mind sing, but. Yeah, there's been a good, there's been a few good nights. So there's and for some reason we all seem to get into the nightclubs with Celtic tops and shorts on as well. So I don't <laughs> they're not very strict <laughs> on the dress code. It's funny when you seem to get tagged in photos on nightclubs. Everyone's all dressed up and we're just like tramps. <laughs> ah, Queensland's for you. Ah, it's good, good times, mate. Best it's place good. to live, eh? Uh, what's the most memorable match that you've had at the CSE that you re- can remember? At the CSE, hands down, it was the cup final when Roger scored against Aberdeen, the 2-1 game for the Invincible treble. Yep. That was unbelievable. I've had a lot of great nights in there, a lot of great Rangers games and other games but that, that was phenomenal I've never seen so many grown men with the <laughs> emotions on their face and oh, it, was just, it was just madness just madness, euphoria that was unbelievable so it was, that was hands down the best game I've ever experienced in a CSC I so know exactly what you're talking about it's like people mention that game and straight away I just get chills because of our oh, down here as well, it was just unbelievable it, I think it was because it was getting what was it, the last, I think it was four or five minutes to go and yeah, it was yeah. sort of deadlocked as well and just it's just oh, the release just, of pressure oh, just just the, it was the expectation the build up behind being beat the full season oh, it was just 
brilliant. Absolutely superb. I'll never forget it. That was awesome. Yeah, it was great. So have you had any former players, famous fans, anyone like that ever come to the CSC? Unfortunately not. Uh, <laughs> we've probably not done enough, more, anywhere near enough advertising. Um, we'd, we'd love to have people, but I think... Uh, I think one time we were hoping that Big Rogic would make an appearance when he was over on holiday, but oh, nah, we're not, I wouldn't say we've got a big enough platform yet mate, to be at that stage. Maybe was, in the near future. I was kind of hoping you would have had the token Willie Wallace visit because he's pretty much been every season well, in Australia. Well, we, um, well, I've actually I met Willie Wallace up at the, not this year, but last year's um, boat cruise. Uh, up in Brisbane, the Brisbane CSC. Yeah. They've 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 got a good gig up there. Um, they put on a good boat cruise up there. And it was a pleasure. I met him and George McCluskey. He was up there as well. And that was awesome. It was awesome. Maybe we'll get him down here one day if we have a boat cruise or something. Try and get that lined up. Get a few yeah. heads turned. Do it. Let me know when. Oh man. Oh, definitely, definitely, <laughs> legend. All right. So, personally, for you, what's the most memorable game that that you've ever attended over the years? There's probably two that sticks to mind. One, uh, one was uh, <laughs> well, the 6-2 game. Uh, what was it, 2000? 2000, I think it was now. That was just unbelievable, man. I, I was only what, 11 at that time. You saw sort of watch football, you knew football, but I'd never seen anything like it. The atmosphere was just absolutely out of this world. Obviously, the king doing what he does best. That goal was just phenomenal. I think I think it's tough because I think in that game, and then I think a few years later when we beat Man United one 0 and then Nakamura free kick, the Boric save. Oh, that was that was another one. That was that was unbelievable. So it was. I'd say they two are my favourite. Actually, I couldn't even pick one. That was uh, two great games. Two of my all-time favourites from in the CSC. So, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking oh, about. I just superb, just yeah. wish I was at the ground, but, you know, it's about yeah. the world away. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> All right. Uh, what we'll do is top five all-time Celtic players that you've ever seen play and why. Do you want to, on the spot, rattle them off? The first three... I reckon easiest decisions I've ever made. Larson, number one. Oh, he, oh, you can't. You don't even need to explain that one, man. That, the guy's just a king. Uh, Maravchik, who I thought was one of the best talents I've ever seen on a football. Unbelievable. Uh, my third choice would be McNamara. I thought he was absolutely superb, especially with me growing up watching Celtic. He was one of the most consistent players I've ever seen. And then probably the four and five, probably just for that game alone, would be Boric and Nakamura. <laughs> oh, just, it was tough, actually, picking a top five, but I'm quite happy with the decisions. I think they're quite good, especially for my generation. I know exactly what you're talking about, because yeah, to me, I'm looking at that going, yeah, there's probably only... I'd put maybe Petrov would be in the mix. Oh, Petrov, yeah, he'd be, he was he'd be in there. So it's kind of looking at, looking at that group there, you look at it and go, 
Sutton, <laughs> Larson, yes. Petrov, Bobo. You just rattle off a whole bunch of them and go, yes. they could all fit into a top five. You, you could probably have a top nine there, nine oh. or ten comfortably. If you look at that 2003 team, man, oh, it's just ridiculous. Ridiculous. Can't believe, can't believe that's coming up on, what is it, <laughs> yeah. almost yeah. 20 years ago now. Yeah, about well, 17 years ago this year. Unbelievable. Old bastard CSC over here. <laughs> <laughs> Still never forgive Jose Mourinho. Fuck. <laughs> oh, I'll never forget that, eh? Yeah. Absolutely dreadful. Ah, uh, well, that's what he's done for a whole career, though, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. That's it. We'll get him one day. <laughs> I thought it was funny, the talk in the off-season, when they were saying, oh, yeah, Jose's going to come up for the nine and the ten in a row. And oh. I'm like, yeah, if you got us the ten in a row, that'd be the only way yeah. to make up for 2003. Nah, personally, mate, I was, when I heard all that, I thought, please, nah, just don't. And then you just think you guys like Martin O'Neill. I don't think Martin O'Neill still talks to him about that. <laughs> I actually would I agree with you. Like, I yeah. wouldn't have wanted him. For me, nah. like, if we're going to get linked with any of those big-name nah. managers, I wanted um, – there was Marco Rose. I wanted him or I wanted Benitez if I was going to get any of them. Benitez would have been good. But uh, I'm, I'm quite happy with him, mate. Exactly. Same here. Yeah. A lot of people uh, – I don't know. A lot of people have been harsh on him. He's, he's learned a lot more this time around and to be honest look his stats man like unbelievable like the team might not be playing that well sometimes but he's grinding out the results something that Rogers even struggled to do do you know what I mean like there was a lot of draws when Rogers was here and a lot of people forget that they just look at the end of the season but nah I thought Lennon's Lennon's been brilliant mate I, I'm, I'm quite happy, glad he got out and he gets a chance to sort of do the 10th if we get there <laughs> yeah. well I would say when we get there but with all this current situation going on now who knows <laughs> yeah, well, I agree with yeah. you on that because for me it was always like well he started the run run towards the 10th exactly let, exactly. let him finish the job definitely and he's put more heart in there than a lot of people and as you can so. tell he's matured and he's actually delegating more to his staff as well which is a good definitely he's made some tough decisions like he left a lot of players out of the squad like Sinclair, that was a big call. The guy who scores you what sixty plus goals in three seasons, and he left them out. Didn't even. I don't even think he got a start under Len. So or maybe got one or two stars, but they're big calls, and a lot of people judge them for it. But look where we're sitting now. So. Exactly. Yeah, you can't argue with the guy. As they say, the proofs in the pudding. The results have pretty much done it all. So. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. So. I've got a question here. Like, this is my last main question for you. Yep. If there was one player that you've seen play live that you wish could have pulled on the hoops, who would it be and why? That's a good question. You can go through two or three if you want, but <laughs> no, that that is a good that is a good question because obviously you. you... Staying away from the Messi, Ronaldo and Badmagan, I'd have loved to see Iniesta in a Celtic top. Oh, my God. Oh, that guy was just a phenomenal football player. He needed five and six guys running about him just to mark him. I, I think he'd, oh, he'd have been brilliant. Absolutely superb. I'd have loved to see him in a Celtic top. It's the sort that if he, would have come, if he had have came and played there, he would have just 
Oh, just, just blended in, seemed like part of the fo- the fabric of the club straight yeah, away. It's just, so it's like, no, it's just he's he's one that sticks out. I would have loved for him. You sort of dream about players like that at the end of the career, maybe finishing off. Where did he? I think he went to China, didn't he? Uh, Japan. Oh, Japan. Yeah, he went to Japan. Yeah. <laughs> oh, take Chavi actually as a good backup. <laughs> It's not a bad argument, actually. Yeah, no, it's, it's always a good one that I've found that over the years, like yeah. if you're at a pub and you're just chatting to someone and it's like, oh, yeah, so who do you wish you ever played for Celtic and why? And it's just like, yeah. boom, the conversation's still going two hours later and everyone oh, in the pub's joining in, throwing their Where does it stop? In. Where does it stop? I mean, you think everyone's a Celtic fan, you know what I mean? You, you, you all of a sudden become really, very biased and... <laughs> <laughs> you start telling people these guys are Celtic fans because they maybe liked a tweet or something like that. <laughs> and it usually but comes back to like three or four players yeah. normally, and I loved how you straight away said, let's keep Messi and Ronaldo out of it. Oh, usually yeah. people yeah. go, Messi, Ronaldo, Zlatan, nah. Pirlo, Pirlo. Nah. they're the guys who are normally in there. Yeah, nah, just for, from... From the games that I've seen over the years, and we played against them a few times, and yes, the Chavi, unbelievable footballers. I'd have loved to see him, but oh well. I would have uh, probably thrown a uh, Lewandowski in there or something. He would have been. Oh, definitely great player. Imagine great him player. and Griff together up front. Yeah. Oh. There you go. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see who's up front next season. I reckon. Depends how long this all goes for, like... Yeah, I know. Hoping it's over and done with soon and we can get some football back, but the most important thing is everyone's health, so... Uh, well, that's it, mate. Health comes first. They've got to think about their families just as we've got to do, so... You wouldn't want to be the player who's got it, nah. play against the guy, breathe on them, the player's fit and everything because they play, then they go home and then they pass it on to their kids or their parents who are elderly and that happens, like... Not everyone's got a, a compound out on an island like Ronaldo has. So yeah, that's it. It's, that's um, it. Yeah, it's a strange time. But, yeah, Definitely. everyone stay safe um, up at your CSC and anywhere, any other Celtic supporters, family, friends, the works, yeah. Yeah, that's it, mate. Good tell for everyone. Football's football, but family comes first. Exactly. So we've got... Everyone, Gold Coast Celtic Supporters Club up in Queensland. They are on Twitter at GC Celtic. Is that still correct? Yep, that's correct. Yep. Good, that's what I thought. And on Facebook, there's a group called Gold Coast Celtic Supporters Club. Join them up, give the guys a follow. I'm sure when um, Jamie and the boys up there get a, they have an update on what the pub situation is going to be, whether it's Finn McCool's or they find something else, it'll all be updated on there for everyone. So, yeah, just give them a follow, boys, and support some teams up in Queensland and Australia. Awesome, mate. Thanks very much for that. Thanks, Jamie. Appreciate your time. No worries, buddy.